It's Brock Purdy's show, making his NFL starting debut, and he's back to pass, avoiding a sack over the middle. It's Kittle. He's got a first down. He's into Tampa Bay territory, and you could see early on, George Kittle's been the uh, the go-to guy here, his third catch. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All righty, on the line is Odyssey NFL insider Ross Tucker. Insider calls presented by BetQL. Download the free BetQL app right now and get instant access to the industry's most advanced suite of sports betting tools right at your fingertips. And uh, I know on the latest version of the Ross Tucker podcast, if you have any any reason to hear one guy from Princeton talk to another guy from Harvard, <laughs> feel free to check out Ross Tucker's podcast with uh, with Kyle Juszczyk. What's up, Ross? <laughs> Welcome. What's up, guys? It, it was, uh, it's always good to hear your voice and talk with you guys, and it was pretty wild. I didn't realize this was Juszczyk's 11th year already. That is crazy, man. Yeah, is. I did. I did a bunch of his games when he was in college at Harvard playing tight end, and when you watch him play, he doesn't look old. He's not playing old, and I thought it was funny. One of the coolest things he said was he's been to seven Pro Bowls, and he, he found out that John Lynch has nine. I said, how long are you going to play? He's like, till I get at least ten Pro Bowls, more than, <laughs> one more than John Lynch. And then, and then he said, that might not even be enough. He might want to keep playing after that. So he's not, he's not slowing down anytime soon. Ross, I got to ask you about the addition of Chase Young. Last time you and I talked, Stiney wasn't here. The Niners were kind of their version of down bad, losers of three in a row. What did you make of last week and the addition of Chase Young? And has it changed your viewpoint of where this Niner team can get in regard to maybe beating Philly? Yeah, no, I mean, I already thought that the Niners uh, were up there with Philly and to a little bit lesser extent the Detroit Lions as the best team in the NFC. Um, and I think the Cowboys are probably up there with the Lions as well. Still, in my mind, uh, a step behind Philadelphia and San Francisco. I was a little bit puzzled by the three-game losing streak for the Niners, but now that they got their guys back in Trent Williams and Debo Samuel and obviously the way Chase Young played, they look like they're as good as anybody, right? And they, they played like that at Jacksonville, and, and they are, and you know, they'll face each other in the regular season in a couple weeks here, and then there's a pretty good chance they'll face each other again in the postseason. But I thought that was a big-time addition by by the Niners, no question. I mean, you know, you get to these games, and unless all the Niners quarterbacks get hurt again, I would expect it to be a close, competitive game. And so it comes down to the end, and maybe Chase Young gets that key pressure or that key sack in a key moment as the Eagles double-team Bosa or maybe maybe Lane Johnson's able to block Bosa. The thing is, is my lot of the left tackle for the Eagles, he has struggled a little bit with Chase Young, whereas we know how good Lane Johnson is. So I wonder if that was part of the equation for the Niners to get Chase Young was knowing that my lot has struggled a little bit with him. Mm. Where do you, hey, where do you find numbers like that where you can – dissect individual blocking matchups? That is a great question. And um, they should have that because they have it in baseball, right? Like, how do you know Chase Young does well against him? From film, probably, because right? I watch, I watch every Because I watch every snap of every Eagles game. Yeah, mm. yeah. Interesting. Because of, of, of all the Philadelphia media stuff I do. Sure. 
Um, you know, I do the pregame show on the radio, and then I go on WIP three times. I do uh, a couple Eagles shows during the week. They're the one team that I have to really make sure I watch every snap of. And, sure. you know, it's interesting because my lot is so big that typically you would think it would be like speed, but uh, Young kind of got him with power a couple times. They faced off against each other twice this year, and uh, Chase Young mm. fared pretty well both times. So if you're the Niners, you got to be thinking, heck, let's get a guy that we know can be productive against the Eagles That's left tackle since clearly the Eagles – are the are the Niners' biggest threat in the NFC? Interesting. Is, I didn't think man. about that. That's a good question. Hey, Ross, let me tell that. you real quick. If you don't know the dynamic of the show, I'm the fan. My guy's more like the reporter, and I'll use lines like Steiny. 49er fans are tired of being close. 2019, the Super Bowl, the NFC Championship games, but to hear Kyle come on your podcast and you being a former player, because I've echoed these words: Super Bowl or bust. I know Kyle's not getting fired. He doesn't deserve to. He just got the extension. But from a fan base, when you look at this Niner team on both sides of the ball, they're loaded. As a former player, what did that mean coming from check? Because as a fan, I appreciated hearing him say that. Yeah, well, you know, he, and I hope people check that out and the whole interview out because it was really interesting talking about the Harvard-Yale game. And he, he talked about that being a top five game in his life, and that 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 game is on Saturday. But he said a lot about Brock Purdy, and um, he confirmed that Brock Purdy does in fact have to shave every once in a while. I was very <laughs> curious about that. Um, he said he does have a little bit of stubble. I haven't seen it, um, but um, he said, "Listen, I, I hate to say Super Bowl or bust because then it becomes a headline and whatever." He said, but the reality is with what we've done as a team and where we're at, that they probably are going to be disappointed they don't win the Super Bowl, you know, or at least get there, and I don't blame them. I mean, that's the way the world is, and honestly, probably the way it should be. I mean, they're going to be disappointed right. in Kansas City if they don't go to the Super Bowl and win it. They're going to be disappointed in Philadelphia, I can assure you, if they don't go to the Super Bowl and win it. You know, when you're one of the best teams, that's what you're going for. It's like mm. Ohio State fans are upset. If they don't beat Michigan or go to the college football playoffs, it's a down season if they win every other game. Right, right. Ross Tucker uh, joining us on 95-7 The Game. He's our Odyssey NFL insider. Ross, let me ask you a question because you played on the offensive line. Uh, you know, Trent Williams is obviously a great, great, great offensive lineman. Uh, even if you don't know offensive line play, like I don't, is there any, is there any way you could give me an example of what a defense might do knowing a Trent Williams won't be in the lineup and his backup will be in the lineup? Yeah, good question. And so a lot of it is um, just who you put over him, right? Like, if you're going against the Niners without Trent Williams, you want to try to take advantage of that. And you might even put your best pass rusher over the left tackle in that game. Mm. Uh, because you want to test the backup. Look, I went three years in a row, guys, where I didn't start the opener. But then there were injuries, and I got inserted midway through the year. Or maybe a guy played bad or whatever. And I can tell you, I still remember my first start for the Buffalo Bills. 2003, we're playing at the Giants, and the first third down and long of the game 
they slid Michael Strahan inside over me. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I can't swear on the radio, but I was like, oh, no. <laughs> because you know that you're, you're, you're considered the weak link. You know, until, right. until you prove otherwise, you're the weak link, and they're going to test you. When Trent Williams is in there, they might never even put their best guy over him because they might think, we don't want our best guy to be neutralized by Trent. Let's put him over one of the guards. Let's put him over the right tackle because we don't want Trent to just erase our best guy. It makes a big difference. Mm. Ross, last time we wrapped, uh, you gave us some great insight about Brock Purdy in his college years. It's about to be his anniversary a year when he took over. And I got to tell you, man, this is an apology to Debo Samuel because I told Stani and the fans, you know what, McCaffrey's here, Ayuk's taking a step, Kittle, maybe he's expendable. But during that three-game losing streak, he was pretty much out of all three. How important is Debo to a guy like Brock Purdy to where the defense has to always try to account for him? Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I thought that was a little bit overstated. Um, guru, but then it ended up being a, a really big deal. It felt mm. like, mm. um, I, you know, I thought, well, I thought they had enough other guys with Kittle and Ayuk and McCaffrey that they could kind of get by better with Debo. Yeah. I'm not ready to say, I'm not ready yet to say that everything that happened during the losing streak was because Debo was out. Um, but I think the thing that's interesting about Debo is, he is a guy that they specifically design offense for and also a guy, to, to your Trent Williams question, that the defense specifically is, like, always worried about and wondering about him, right? So if you get rid of him, there's not really, like, a where's Waldo situation. You know where Kittle's going to be, kind of, he's the tight end. You know McCaffrey as the running back. When Debo's out there, literally every play – you kind of have to have a – you have yes. to talk. Debo's in the slot. Debo's in the backfield. He's out there. And I think it's a little bit uh, – a little bit of it's like the mental part of always having to worry about where he's at. Wow. Hey, let, hey Ross, before we let you go, uh, I know you, you're familiar with all sports. And, in fact, I try to remind people that, that not only did you play professional football, but you also played basketball at Y Missing uh, High Hooper? School. So uh, – <laughs> As somebody who knows it, let me just ask you this. You like Draymond Green? Um, how do I say this? The silence so, is deafening. Well, go ahead. <laughs> well, well, here, I got kind of mixed emotions. Um, I don't like the way he carries himself sometimes and some of the things he says, but you're also talking to a former football player, an NFL offensive lineman that really, really enjoys physicality and violence. So um, I don't know a nice way to put this, but so often in basketball, when there's like a disagreement or an argument, it's like they just get in each other's face and they're like, it's almost like, you know, some of the prep school guys at Princeton, right, where they'd be like, I'll beat you up. No, I'll beat you up. No, I'll punch you. No, I mean, I would get bored. I'd be like, can someone just throw a punch already? I mean, can somebody throw a punch? I mean, I, I need to go get another beer. I've been waiting for eight minutes for you guys. Like, just punch each other, please. I'm, I'm, I'm Entertain me. So I appreciate the fact 
that uh, Draymond actually carries out the physicality at times. Mm. And I don't know yeah. how that will be perceived by people, and I don't really care. Sure. Um, I, but you ask me a question, that's the answer. I don't follow it closely enough to have a strong opinion on him other, one way or the other. I feel like some of the things he verbally says annoy me. But then I, uh, the fact that he is willing to take it to the next level, I have a, an appreciation for. Yeah, I mean, man, he can take it to that next level. Yeah, Draymond carries hey. it out, he said. I, I, man, I like that. Hey, Ross, thanks as always. Appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Sounds great, guys. Yeah, when, I don't know when that game is, but we better talk that week. Absolutely. Oh, no absolutely. doubt. Yeah. And he's talking about the Eagles, yes, everybody. Fly, right, thanks, Eagles, thanks, Ross. Uh, that was Odyssey NFL Insider Ross Tucker. Insider Calls presented by BetQL. Download the free BetQL app right now and get instant access to the industry's most advanced suite of sports betting tools right at your fingertips. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.